Hello, 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 beautiful, wonderful, lovely people. Zelika here. Welcome to Philosophy with Z. Today, I am talking about chapter four. Woo-hoo! We are moving right along in this book. Chapter four of The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne. The title of this chapter is You're Dreaming, Time to Wake Up. And... This chapter is kind of short, but it's so meaningful. Oh my God, I really, really love it. So let me just dive right into it. Okay, so we're dreaming. It's time to wake up. Basically, what we're saying here is that this life is a dream. Of course, we we have dreams while we're sleeping, but if you really think about it, the mind that creates those dreams while we're sleeping is the same mind that exists while we're awake. So it's it's literally made from the same stuff. It's all from our own mind. So in this chapter, they're discussing that when we open up our minds to the the reality that our mind itself is creating the dream world around us, then it allows you to open up your your consciousness to see that life is not as limited as we perceive it to be. So let me just keep looking through here. Um, Deepak Chopra says that we are right now in a lucid dream. And a part of the dream is that which we call mind, body, and universe. That dream is like, this dream is so seamless that it's impossible to really see it and wake up from it. You know, when you're in a dream, you don't know it's a dream. I mean, you know, some people have that ability to become aware that they're dreaming. And I, I think I have a few times here and there. But usually, I don't know I'm dreaming while I'm in it, but then I wake up, and then I remember everything from the dream, and I even remember that I felt like it was real. Like, I thought it was really my reality, even though in in this physical reality, like, we're governed by physics, so we have these, these laws of matter and everything that we are governed by. But in our dream world, there's like a, a different set of physics. So that's why like in dreams, we're able to do things that in this reality, we cannot. Because this reality doesn't have the rules and constraints that our dream world does. So like um, in many of my dreams, I I float around and like, but I'm doing normal human stuff. Like I'm at the store or I'm riding around in a car, but... I'm in a car that I'm not driving. I'm just in the car and I see the wheel moving and we're not like going crazy on the road. It's it's just driving and I'm just sitting in there. And I don't think, oh my God, this isn't supposed to be happening. That's just my reality at that time. So that's all I know as as real. And, And so like, you know, in our dreams, we create everything. We create the scene, the city, the people, the cars, the the sounds, and everything in the dream is my mind creating that. And like, I don't know, that's just so cool to me that my 
mind has that ability to create an entire world. And I think, well, I I don't personally, but like, we think that this is only a, an ability that our minds have in our sleep. And I say, I don't think this personally, because I've been on this like spiritual awakening journey for several years now. So like, I'm aware more now than I was, but I still have a ways to go. But I am more aware now than I used to be that this reality is not exactly what we think it is. And so like the most striking part about this concept to me in in this in the book Francis Lucille from Truth Love Beauty quotes while we are subjected to the night dream everything seems to be real. If we see a tiger, we are afraid because we don't know that we are creating the tiger. If we knew that, we couldn't possibly be afraid, could we? This demonstrates that an illusion can seem to be quite real while we are subjected to it, even though when we become aware of its illusory nature, we understand that it was we who were creating it all along. I love that concept because fear is not real. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. And that's something that I deeply believe in because nothing is actually scary. Like, everything is just existing in the world right alongside me. But it's only the, the thoughts, the word, like literally the word fear that has a definition that I attached to an outside thing. It could be a snake, a spider, public speaking, riding a bus, like moving, driving a car. These are all just things that just exist in the world with me. But when I give it meaning outside of its reality, then I'm creating a perception of it that doesn't have to be true. And although I have been afraid in my life, I've been scared, many times I still am. I I really struggle with talking to new people and creating like deep, meaningful friendships, mostly because I, I used to live a very, uh, let's say like kind of, uh, kind of, scary lifestyle of of using drugs every day hanging out with sketchy people we're just using each other and there's really no love in this in that community we're not here for for happiness and love we're here for using things and using people and just getting whatever we can out of each other and so I, I am still in the process of changing my mind and seeing that although that is a version of life that is possible to live, it is just an option and it doesn't have to be the reality that I continue to choose. But as a result of that lifestyle, I, I have a lot of like mental programming that I am every day working on. Like I'm in recovery from drug addiction. It's not that I get recovered and then I'm healed and I'm great forever. 
It's just that I am a human being that has addictive tendencies that can be applied to anything or person or situation. And so I am working on bettering my mental, physical, and spiritual health on a daily basis. But I digress. <laughs> the point of what I'm saying is really that there's nothing to fear but for yourself. And as I become more aware of me and the reality that I'm a part of, I, I realize that things that are scary or bad are just based on individual perception. You know, we could watch a movie that's, that's brutal and bloody and there's death and violence. And at the end, we could still say, wow, that was a good movie. And why is that? Because of the storyline, because of the character development, because of the, the struggle and the triumph, the challenge and the success, the victory. Like everything those characters went through to get to where they are in the end, it was all worth it, right? And like, so, so why can't we, we look at life as that? Because art imitates life, right? So these movies and books and TV shows are just other human beings that had an idea, put it down on paper, and now other people play it out. It's, it's, it's literally life right there on the screen in front of us. It's just condensed into like a, a small 30 minute or like hour and a half block so that we can watch it for entertainment. But like now that I really think about it, it's funny because like most movies are just versions of actual real life. So I just I, I appreciate art in all its forms because it is literally our life in a different form. And I like especially appreciate character development. That's always my favorite thing about movies and shows because I I resonate with that. I identify with that because I know that everything that has happened in my life and everything that is happening and will happen is all a result of myself. And so let me get more into that idea. So whatever you think about, you will bring about. Where energy goes wait what is it it's a little phrase one of those little quips um where where thoughts go energy flows or where energy flows thoughts go i don't know if you know what i'm talking about just like let me know like you i i've, I've said it in my other podcast and i'll put my my website at the bottom in the description just like send me a line because i know what it is i just can't place it at the moment where where something goes energy flows. So that whole that whole idea is that whatever you focus on is what you will create into your life. Cuz our mind is mechanical. It's like a program in a computer. And let me let me get to the part in the book where they're talking about that cuz the way that they put it down in here was just like so beautiful. Okay, so I quote from the book, when your mind tries to speak on your behalf, remember that the voice you hear in your head is not you. Your mind is not even an actual entity, but a process, a mechanical process. It's just made up of thoughts, and the thoughts it produces are coming from programs formed by your beliefs and held in your subconscious mind. 
The subconscious mind is the storehouse of our beliefs, memory, personality traits, automatic processes, and habits, and its operation is no different from that of a computer. It's completely mechanical. End quote. So, I, I deeply appreciate this concept because this is something I've been learning about over the years. That, you know, we have the subconscious, we have the unconscious, and we have the conscious. These are the various parts of our minds. And each of these parts of us has different um, traits and like responsibilities or whatever you want to call it. And so basically our only obstacle is when we believe these negative thoughts. Because when we believe these negative thoughts, then your subconscious is, is like taking it into your, yourself as the truth. And so the thinking mind believes certain things based on the programming and the subconscious mind believes whatever the thinking mind is telling it. So it's kind of like this vicious cycle of, of being something that I'm not because the negative thoughts are not necessarily real or true. Like um, my mentor, Sean, he says that our brain always looks for two things. Where, what is the pattern or how quick will it kill me? And, and it's so funny because I, I recognize that I do that sometimes. When I see something that's kind of strange that I've never noticed before, I, my, I feel my brain quickly trying to sort it into a category of where does this thing belong? Where does this make sense in my reality of everything I've experienced up till now? Where does this thing go? And if I don't know where it goes, I kind of assume it's going to hurt me. <laughs> and it's funny because I, the awareness that is me, I know that that's not true, but my brain is like the first, the first defense. It's the first thing that like my eyes see it, then my brain comprehends it, then my mind comprehends what my brain and my eyes are seeing. So my initial reaction sometimes is that of, I don't like that. I don't trust that. I don't know that. So it's probably going to kill me. But I'm grateful that I am coming to be more aware of myself and my reality. My thoughts are just part of my mechanical system. And my subconscious mind is programmed by those thoughts. And of course, my programming is just based on my childhood. It, it could be my, my parents, my school, the TV, the radio, music, all kinds of things that subconsciously program people into thinking and acting in certain ways. And I won't really get into why we're programmed into being certain ways, but I will say that a society of sheep is very profitable, but a society of woke people, it could be a little dangerous for certain powers that be. But I have a dream that I can help wake up some people in our society. And I think it's of the utmost importance to do this. Because one, what else am I doing with this life? Like, I enjoy myself, I do whatever I want, I'm loving existence. So I might as well like share some of this stuff I have in me. Like 
it like they actually say in the book like don't be don't be judgmental or jealous of people that you see living in joy like you can become that too like no one has to live in misery you have the ability to live in joy anytime all the time and although it's it's not like it'll just happen today and you'll be perfect forever but once you start to wake up and become more aware there's so many levels to it 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 might be it might require you daily vigilance of of focus and meditation and um mindfulness and awareness because this is available to everyone you don't have to be a monk or like a spiritual guru you don't have to take like a 10 days silence um vow like this could be for anybody everybody it's in the book, they actually say that it's your destiny to wake up to who you truly are. And whenever you do that, you will, your your truth will unfold from within you. So I know my truth is to share my voice and to share my artistic talents. And through these, these mediums, I inspire people and give them hope and offer a different perspective that maybe they haven't heard before. Or maybe you have heard it, and I'm just giving reinforcement to whatever it may be. But either way, it's all love and light. That's my whole MO. Like, my whole reason for being here and speaking to anyone is to share some love and light. And so, I just want to close this out by saying, like, would you rather play a game of limitation or play one that's unlimited and infinite and free. The first step to freedom is just understanding how your thoughts create your life and become aware of your thoughts. I'm not saying change the way you think today because it's it's not always that easy. Like I said, it just requires daily work. It's the, the idea of um, the Kaizen rule. Just one-tenth of one percent a day working on your mind just become aware like that's a wonderful place to start you can listen to the five minutes of awareness podcast that i posted last week that one like i still listen to it because i'm just like okay this is my five minutes just i don't have to quiet my mind i just want to see how i am like just give myself a vibe check what's going on in my mental space my like my feelings are my feedback to let me know if my thoughts are in alignment or not if i'm not feeling good i know i'm not thinking good and so sometimes i'm just like so caught up in my physical feelings that i'm not even paying attention to what i'm thinking about so i love taking these moments to just assess and observe it's like i watch the clouds rolling by and I just see what these what words are hanging out in these clouds. And so this is important to me because your thoughts will create your life. So once you become more aware of your thoughts and make a conscious effort to think about what you want rather than think about what you don't want, then you open up a reality of infinite possibilities. Oh, oh my god, it's just so exciting. I'm at this level of existence and consciousness where everything is beauty and perfection. No matter how bad it might seem, no matter how destructive it might feel, no matter how detrimental or tearing apart or 
destructive, like whatever is going on, I know it's all good. I know I'll be okay. And I know there's a reason for it all. So I hope this really helped you. Please let me know. Like, drop me a line, something. Just let me know if if any of this touched you, or if you, or if you have any feedback on how I can better serve people with these podcasts. So until next time, peace, love, and blessings.